Hello, everybody. My name is Brett Wilson, and I'm here with Jacob Reese, as always. And uh, it's, this is podcast for Monday, December 12th, 2016. And this is our final podcast of the year. So, uh, Jacob, would you like to offer another introduction? Hello, I'm Jacob Reese. Uh... One of Jacob's famous introductions. Yes. Um, maybe, maybe, later on, maybe later on today he'll give us a famous uh, segue into our list of segues. Yes. So today we're going to talk about the new Pandora Premium service, which was just announced or unveiled at a, a Pandora event on Tuesday. Um, we're also going to talk about some Apple stuff like we usually do, um, but the only thing on that list this week is uh, having to do with the 2016 15-inch MacBook Pro. And if you follow technology at this point, you probably know that the battery life is atrocious. So uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some Google stuff, uh, some stuff we weren't able to get to last podcast, and that's the Google Home and the Google Daydream. And then again, if you've uh, followed technology, you probably know that Pebble and Fitbit have pretty much, uh, or Fitbit has acquired Pebble, and Pebble is closing its doors. So uh, that's kind of sad and, you know, okay at the same time. And then we're going to talk about some uh, Christmas technology that uh, Jacob and I would recommend for you. Yes. So, let's start into it. Uh, this is the final podcast of the year, like I said a few times already, which means that we won't be posting until after the new year. So if you're listening to this after the new year, happy new year. Uh, but uh, our first podcast post date for next year will be uh, Monday, January 9th. So that's the week after uh, New Year's. So uh, don't be looking out for a podcast from us until then. So uh, we're going to get right on to our first topic, and that is Pandora Premium. I already know my opinions on it, but I want to know Jacob's opinions on it. I don't have much opinion on it because I've never used it before, and I don't plan on paying for it. Um, well, it's not. It's not out yet. It's not rolling out until December or until January of 2017. Oh, okay. So, um, well, that just proves how little I know about it. Um, if so, you remember, RDO or uh, Pandora purchased RDO last year, and so this is kind of a rebrand and revamp of RDO, kind of. So, continue what you were saying. But from my first impressions of what I do know. Um, it seems pretty cool, I guess. I'm I'm still probably gonna use Spotify or my iTunes, my iTunes music. Well, I listen to Pandora extensively. I'm a Pandora Plus uh, subscriber, and um, I use well, Pandora extensively. So you used to not to. Yeah, but then uh, Jacob started. Jacob and his uh, and Chris Reese was on our podcast a few weeks ago. Got me into listening to Pandora all the time because. I just, I prefer, especially when I'm at my desk, to just have a, you know, radio station going and not have to continuously select songs. So, um, but what's really cool about Pandora Premium is that, from what I saw, is that, you know, how the cool thing about the radio, um, you know, it just plays songs that it thinks you'll like by the uh, Music Genome Project, the algorithm. Well, in uh, Pandora Premium, when you add songs to your playlist, you can add suggested songs as well, and Pandora will give you a list of songs that, that sound like that for you to add to your playlist. So um, it's pretty cool, and just kind of being able to integrate your music services together if you're a Pandora user. Um, there was a lot of talk this week and last week. Actually, Pandora stocks like soared last week to like a, like a high 
because there was um, some speculation that they were going to be selling out to SiriusXM. I've actually not heard very much about that at the end of this week after their announcement. So, I don't think they're going to sell out. Let's hope not because – They just rebranded. They spent all that money. Pandora has something special, I think, in their, um, in their execution, and they have a lot of loyal customers to their platform. Because yes. honestly, Pandora was not the first streaming service, but what was the first music streaming service that you you know heard of? of? Yeah, I mean Pandora. I used Pandora when I was seven. Like, I mean, that was the first you know real, and it was it was free and it was accessible. So that's why so many people use it, and that's why I think it's probably going to be easy for Pandora to upcharge a lot of people to their and I mean, plus even and premium. their even their free just. Like what I use, if you try doing like a Spotify monthly trial, you you can't do anything. I mean, you can put songs in a playlist. I don't, I don't but, like the radio services of those other platforms, though. Yeah, they're not as they're I'm not, not. I'm sorry. They are. I, I'd say they're more genre based and not music based. Well, for example. My um, one of my favorite genres of music, song based, is is eighties music. Just music from the eighties. I love eighties music. Um, and I couldn't find like on Apple Music, I cannot find a radio station that's just eighties music. And um, I feel like I mean, because honestly, in my Apple Music library, not all the songs that are in my Apple Music library are actual songs that I listen to. And that's pretty much true for a lot of people because some of them are really old. Like my iTunes library. Or what do they call it now? iCloud Music Library. Um, I've had that since I was like seven. So there are some songs in there that I don't ever listen to, ever. And so I don't necessarily want my radio stations being recommended based on what's in my library, at least from the Apple Music perspective. But it just seems like, I guess it's maybe because I've spent a lot more time tailoring my, uh, my uh, radio stations on Pandora is why they're so amazing. But I've never found the uh, the radio feature on other platforms to be as well done as Pandora. And a lot of people will dispute that and say they liked a song, it completely changed their genre. That's part of the frustration with Pandora when you first start using it is you have to train those radio stations to play songs that you want. Yeah. So, But it's better now because on the free version, you can get, and I mean, I'm on the plus version, but even on the free version, you can get extra skips just by watching advertisements. So you don't have to wait through that song that you hate um, anymore for the most part. So I think it'll be cool. I'm hoping. I really do like because one of my favorite things about using Pandora is that it'll just it'll serve up songs without me having to do anything. And um, I'm really excited to see those that playlist feature that if I add a song to the playlist, it'll give me a button that I can see some other suggested songs that sound like that, that one that I just put in my playlist. So... Um, I'm excited for it. It'll be cool. Jacob, do you have any other thoughts on that topic? No. Now, uh, your father uses Pandora Plus, am I correct? He uses whatever Pandora 1 used to be. Which is, well, Pandora Plus is Pandora 1. Okay, yes, then I guess now he's using... So... <coughs> Excuse me. He's using Pandora Plus. I was honestly... It was really you, and, and if I'm just so we're clear for those of you, uh, a few weeks ago, Chris Reese, which is Jacob's father, was on our podcast talking about cybersecurity. So 
um, it was really you, them, and Jacob and his family that got me back to listening to Pandora because um, when I first met Jacob, I'd go over and um, we'd be working on something, and he'd always have Pandora on. So, um, and I, I had not been a constant paying subscriber until early, until you know, mid, early to mid this year, because I would use those monthly passes they have, and um, you know, so. But if you don't use Pandora, you should check it out. Uh, they're going through a really cool rebrand re right now. So if you used it 10 years ago, it's almost to the point where it won't look the same. There's still a button you have to press to get the new experience. But So uh, we're going to move on to our next topic, and that is the 2016 15-inch MacBook Pro. Now, if you want, Jacob's going to like this uh, transition here. <laughs> if you uh, if you want to listen to Pandora Plus or Pandora Premium on your new 2016-inch MacBook 2016 15-inch MacBook Pro, you're going to have to bat battle your battery life. Yes. Um, there's been there's been multiple reports saying that the battery life is less than like really horrible. It's terrible on the 15-inch Pro, and um, we're not really sure what that is. Um, oh, I'm going to issue a disclaimer here. I'm sorry if we're if we sniffle at all during this podcast. It's currently like 28 degrees where we are, so it's a uh, it's cold season. So, uh, getting back on topic, the 2015-inch Mac, 2015, 16, okay, I'm sorry, I'm going to stop saying that because I keep getting it wrong, um, but the new 15-inch MacBook Pro is said to have, like, some people are getting four hours of battery life, but then other people are having wonderful battery life, so it just kind of depends on, <laughs> unfortunately, it kind of depends on what computer you have, um, and then, uh, as you guys know, one of my favorite sources for tech news is uh, Techno Buffalo. I just feel like they do such a good job reporting. Um, but they did a video on their YouTube channel this week, and it was uh, one of their or their like boss and founder. They, he went to an Apple store to uh, to ask if his MacBook Pro was an anomaly, and it, they they said that they just kind of shrugged their shoulders and said they had multiple people coming in with that issue. So I'm wondering if it's going to be something that we will uh, that can be fixed with a software update. Maybe it's just a piece of Mac OS that's uh, hogging a bunch of battery. But I do believe, Jacob, do you remember, did they reduce the size of the battery in the new MacBook Pros? No. I think it was by a little bit because they made it thinner. But um, yes, it is. I'm sorry. I remember watching that. They they did reduce the battery life, I believe, a little bit because it's Apple and they have to make things thinner. Now, don't quote me on that. Go do your own research. Um, but if I remember correctly, that you know they they reduced it a little bit so they can uh, make it thinner, even though the old ones were thin enough. But um, seriously, if you're going to buy a 15 inch MacBook Pro, make sure you do your research on the battery because. If you're somebody who uses your MacBook, you know, on the go, in the go, on the go a lot. I'm sorry, I'm having some speech issues today. Um, yes, it seems you are. If you use your computer on the go a lot, you need to check that out and maybe go for the 13-inch model because I have heard that that one is not as battery consumption, consuming. Um, now, another disclaimer. Jacob and I do not, or elementary computer does not own any of the current generation MacBook Pros. Um, the most recent generation MacBook Pro that one of us uses is a computer from late 2008. So um, we don't have any experience running these computers. We've played with them a little bit, but 
Um, we're just reporting on news that was done um, and talking about news that was done from other people. So again, as we always say in these podcasts, don't, and this goes for anything. And Jacob can uh, attest to this a little bit. Don't just, um, don't just go online and look at reviews, one review and say, oh, I'm going to buy that or oh, I'm not going to buy that. Yeah. If you hear us say something like, oh, wow, this computer looks awesome. Don't just take our word to go. I mean, because honestly, like I said, we don't own either one of them. They could be horrible. Um, and that's the same. If you go on YouTube and you find another video, uh, don't go buy solely that one. Go into the Apple store or whatever product you're going to use and play with the computer a little bit or whatever it is that you're buying and make your own decision because ultimately you're the one who's going to have to be happy, not anybody else. So, yeah. So if you're going to buy the 2016 MacBook Pro, back on topic, check the battery life because there has been so many reports that it's pretty bad. So, Jacob, would you like to carry us into our next topic? I will. Um, our next topic, Google. Google. Google Home. Google Home's pretty cool. Um, I was watching a video about, I don't know, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, um, from a YouTube channel called Corridor Digital. Um, they're kind of behind the, behind the scenes vlog channel. Uh, Sam and Nico. One of their uh, employees, I guess, um, got the Google Home and was playing around with it. And he actually had the Amazon Echo. And he was having, uh, it was kind of funny because he was having issues calling. Um, is it, does Google have a name? Or is it just Google? It's Google, it's Google Assistant. Okay. That's the name of their assistant. Yeah, he he was calling Google Assistant Alexa. So I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was kind of funny. I seriously think <laughs> that Amazon is going to have to watch out. Yeah. Um, I you know if you once you throw behind, or once you throw in a massive company like Google behind behind a product like this, you you have to watch out because, okay. um, you know apparently again I I would like a Google Home. I don't have one, but um. I mean, it's it's one of these new made by Google products, so it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good hardware piece, and it's gonna be amazing. So, um, I mean, I'm hoping to try one out pretty soon. So, but this is something that I've actually heard, kind of getting off the Google uh, train here for just a second. This is kind of a new trend, I think. These voice enabled speakers. Yeah, and we saw the. Tr we saw the trend start with the Echo. And uh, I think that one of the things that I've actually heard in the rumor mill, and I think it was from Techno Buffalo as well, is that Apple could come out with a Google Home. Apple um, Home? No, 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 no. No, well, nobody wants, yeah, but it's, it's but, like, okay, honestly, the naming thing is like when Apple came out with Apple Pay, and then it was Android Pay and Samsung Pay. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they could... You know, I, I've become a lot less biased between the two companies because I'm trying to look at what's good and not what, you know, not being biased. But I do think it was a little ridiculous for Samsung and, and, and Google to just follow suit in the naming stream. But it's very possible that Apple could go with Apple Home as well. Well, but the thing, is, the thing is, hold on, they can't do iHome because iHome is a copyrighted brand or a trademark brand. Yeah, so 
they're going to have to find a new name. But they, they've not named things with I in a long time. That was a Steve Jobs era naming. Scheme. iPhone. That, but they're they're not going to change the product name of a product line. Think about it. Everybody thought it was going to be the iWatch. It was the Apple Watch. Okay, that's true. So I think it, that it's still like it 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 could. I mean, yeah. the names are pretty predictable at this point. Um, and everybody thought it was going to be the Magic Touch Bar on the um or the Magic Bar or whatever. I can't remember what they were going to call it, but. It's it was the touch bar. So I think they're kind of changing their naming scheme a little bit. But it makes sense for Apple, honestly. They have their whole home kit integration and their own music streaming option. And so the next logical step in a product category would be these remote these voice controlled speakers. Because this would be a way for Apple to show off Siri, which um I don't. I never really use Siri that much, but it'd be a way for them to show off Siri along with their um, HomeKit and you know their Apple Music stuff. So the thing about these is that they have to, you know, they should sound good though. You know, I don't want to pay a hundred something dollars for a speaker that sounds bad. So I'm still using Bluetooth speaker wise. I'm still using a a Jambox by Jawbone as my portable speaker. Do you remember those, Jacob? Yeah, I do. The original. Like, I've got a red dot version, and it's all taped up because it's been beat up so much. Um, but these are these are going to be really cool, and I'm thinking I'm probably going to end up getting one before too long because they're just they're a great addition to any, you know, office or room or anything like that. So um, now we turn our attention to another Google product, which is the Google Daydream. And I will, uh, in our podcast outline, I will leave Techno Buffalo's review to the Google Home in that link. So now we will turn our review to, um, or our topics to the Google Daydream. Um, I've honestly, I have a Google Pixel XL, so I actually have the, um, the opportunity to try it out. And I'm excited. I don't necessarily know when I'm going to try it out, but it's a, it's a, fairly low-cost virtual reality solution. Right, Jacob? Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever used virtual reality? Um, it... I have. Um, it is pretty cool. I used... Um, I have the Google Cardboard V1, and it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I just... Uh, I don't understand. One thing I don't like, though, now... I'm sorry if anybody's listening that does like them, but those I don't like those 360 videos. And maybe that's just because I don't have VR, but trying to watch 360 videos on a phone is just not fun for me. I don't know about you. but And yeah, then half the time, the quality is not very good either. Well, yeah, because nobody... I mean, the people that are actually going to want to watch them... Their internet is not capable of streaming 4K. Which, that's what it takes to do 360 video? Well, it takes... I mean, you have to stream all 360 degrees and all those pixels, but... Yeah. Um, I mean, you can stream in... I believe it's, it's up to 4K. Well, I just... I don't see... Honestly, right now, if you don't have... I don't I don't honestly don't see the purpose of 360 video right now because I can either watch a nice uh, crispy 1080p 4k 
image that's pointed one way that's had a composed shot, right? I can I can watch that and not have to turn my head around looking like a stupid person or um you know, use my fingers to move around. I mean, and I can watch that and it looks amazing on the quad HD or not quad HD. Um, actually, it is QHD display of the Pixel XL. But if I watch a, a 360 degree video, that quality drops and I'm still only looking at one thing at a time. I mean, I'm only looking at the person talking. It's not like while the person's talking, I'm going to turn around and look at something else um, unless they're pointing at something. But um, it's just, it doesn't seem like something that's, um, at least it's not it's not optimized for use on phones and computers. Well, you do know that you don't have to use your fingers, right? Yeah, you can just you can actually turn around. But again, without VR on, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. So sorry if you like 360 video, it's just my opinion. Um I just, you know, it's one of those things that bother me. I'm sure I'll love it if I get VR. I'm sure I'll love watching 360 videos. But right now, it just seems like on it's not optimized for the phone or the tablet or the computer. Speaking of optimization of users, um, here's my segue. Uh, Pebble, Ooh, was Pebble just bought out by Fitbit. Ooh, that's a rough topic. I really like Pebble. I don't wear Pebble smartwatch anymore. Um, I've converted to Android Wear. Brett um, and I were talking last night, and we came to the conclusion. Con- we came to the conclusion that Pebble was kind of that bridge between somebody that wants a smart watch that basically you just want it as kind of an extension of like this the 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 lock screen on your phone if you will like yeah you just want to see the text that you got and reply to it or like you don't want to have. You don't want to be able to view pictures. I mean, who wants to view pictures on a screen that's the pictures. size of your that's, thumb? That's annoying. But there um, is, and then and then also for the people that like, uh, what's it, the Nike Plus band or whatever? Nike. Yeah. Or Did you just say the, Nike. Nike, Nike, whatever. There's, <laughs> there's. It's like Porsche and Porsche. Well, actually, there, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Nike, but it's okay. You're from a different country. You're from Texas. Ha, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> but um, insults aside, uh, <laughs> we it, it, it's kind of – and then like Fitbit. It, Fitbit is a kind of a, a, a fitness-oriented yeah, – I, mean, I mean it's – Fitbit's not my favorite. I've never it, worn one, so I don't know, but – Yeah, but it, like it's just kind of – Pebble was like the – Kind of bridge between all of Pebble. those. Pebble was a there's there's one word to use for the Pebble, even if you didn't like using it. The Pebble is a good smartwatch. Yes, it does what a smartwatch was originally intended to do. And right now, honestly, I found in my trial of Android Wear, there's been a lot of things that I've done with a smartwatch that I didn't think I'd do with a smartwatch. And that's what you'll find when you um, when you start using a Pebble, especially. And then if you move up from a Pebble to an Apple Watch or an Android Wear device, will be that you'll, especially if you get one, um, like the one I'm using is is not a Slack in features. It's one of the pretty high-end feature-packed Android Wear watches. And one of the things that I never thought I'd do was take calls on my watch. I'm like, why would I want to do that? But it's really useful. If you're carrying a load of stuff in your hand somewhere 
and you, your phone's in your pocket and somebody calls you, swipe it over on the watch and you can talk to them through that. And it's really useful from that perspective. But um, also, you know, just the Android Wear is very customizable in watch faces as well. It's not necessarily as vibrant of a developer community as Pebble had, which is one of the sad parts about Pebble leaving because they were such an incredible developer community. But there's a whole lot of things that you'll find that you'll do with a smartwatch once you get one, or maybe you won't, but for the most part, people will find things that they will do with it that they didn't expect to, just because it's it's a it's a new category in uh, computing, and there's it's a niche market. There's not going to be very many people that want smartwatches. Like, I own a uh, Pebble Time Steel. Jacob's going to wear the Pebble Time Steel, I think. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I wore that for a few months after I got it, and then um, I switched to Android. But my I, my dad wanted to try it. He's like, can I try your Pebble Time? I just want to see if I like it. And my dad did not like my Pebble Time steel. He just, he I don't know, I don't know why. He, just, he preferred the traditional wristwatch. And I think that it's going to take a lot of, it's going to take the, a new generation to actually bring in the smartwatch category. Because right now, again, a lot of, I mean, a lot of people that have been wearing a wristwatch for, you know, 30, 40 years, most of them aren't going to go and, you know, buy a smartwatch because they, you know, think it's pointless. So some, some will, but um, I still think the smartwatch market is a niche market that not everybody wants to be part of where the phone market kind of blew up because now they're such a necessity. So... Jacob, anything else to add on Fitbit or Pebble Fitbit? No. Oh, a uh, just a uh, announcement. If any of you actually purchased or was actually customers of Pebble, your Pebble watches will continue to work uh, like normal for right now. And if you're a Kickstarter backer of the Pebble Time 2 or the Pebble Core, I believe, and you've not received your products or they've not shipped or something like that, um, you should be refunded from uh, Kickstarter and Pebble. So... Go to pebble.com, or maybe it's blog.pebble.com, or it's not pebble, it's getpebble.com, I think. But go to their website, and you can read about what's going on with that. Whether whether you're a backer on Kickstarter for their new products or not, you still should probably go and read it, because this is kind of the end of um, an, a, a very a pioneering company in smart watching, in smartwatch technology. They were one of the first to bring out a mainstream, easy-to-use, modern smartwatch, so... It is kind of sad. Yeah. So um, now we're going to talk about we're going to talk about some Christmas ideas for this year. Um, um, Jacob speaking, can start off. Speaking of smartwatches, if you have a bit more of a budget, um, just do looking around. Uh, uh, Android Wear is now compatible with Apple. So. Yeah, but it's if it's it's limited in its functionality. It's kind of like Pebble was with, um, well, I mean, Pebble was pretty functional in iOS, but um, if you do, if you have more of a budget to spend on something for somebody or yourself this holiday season and you're using an iPhone, unless you, you know, unless you care about it being round and all that, and um, but if you want the most features out of your smartwatch with your iPhone, the Apple Watch is the way to go. Yes. Because um, I don't, now don't quote me on this. Apple Watch but 2. But I don't think the, I don't think Android Wear is compatible with iMessage on iOS. So, um, 
I would do your research on that before you did that. But there's, I'm with Jacob. If you have, if somebody that you know wants a smartwatch or it just is a techie person in general. Um, smartwatches are always a cool thing. I would, I would make sure though that they are okay wearing a watch because um, I didn't wear a watch before I got my Pebbles and my Pebble, I wore a Pebble Classic for a while. Um, and I didn't wear a watch and it took me a while to get used to it. But now I, you know, don't feel complete without a watch on. Yes. So, but a smartwatch is a great idea. And then like Jacob was talking about in the Android Wear market, there are so many options to choose from. Um, I'm wearing the, uh, for the last month, I've been wearing the Watch Urbane 2 from LG. And um, you can get this one from, I think, Verizon and AT&T on contract or from LG themselves. Uh, but there's, I mean, this one, you know, is just one of them. There's the LG G Watch R. You've got the Moto 360 second generation, which is a very popular smartwatch. It's a round, um, this one's round too, but it's a round smartwatch that, you know, honestly has a pretty, you know, manageable price point from the last time I, I checked. I don't know, Brad. It seems to me like you're starting to sell out. For what? LG. No, I'm not. I'm honestly, I'm not a huge LG fan. Um, but Moto Motorola makes a good makes a pretty cool smartwatch. I've never used one before. Yes, Jacob um, wants a Moto 360. I would like a Moto 360. But people seem to think that the Moto 360 is the end all be all on smartwatches, and the first generation had its share of issues, including battery life. Yeah. So, um, especially especially in the Android market, do your research before you purchase a smartwatch. Same thing with an Android phone. Do your research on it because um, there's good ones and then there's bad ones. That's the that's the big benefit with going Apple is that you know pretty much anything you get from Apple will be of pretty good quality. And if yeah. it's not, you can get support on it. <laughs> Whereas with Android Wear, you can um, with Android devices and stuff, you can get them from Chinese manufacturers and some that aren't good. Some Chinese manufacturers are fine, but others are just like for example the Huawei Watch. That is an excellent smartwatch from what I've heard. It's expensive, but it's a round Android Wear smartwatch. So, um, um, other just uh, I guess a little tchotchkes. Um, earbud. You know, honestly, as much as I probably don't use one, earbud cases are kind of helpful. Um, uh, you, what are the things? Flashlights, little, just little like. One-click LED flashlights to put on a keychain. Yeah. Those are always useful for people. I'm the, I'm always um, the one who, uh, when Jacob and I, uh, with our youth group, go off to uh, retreats and stuff, I'm always the one that forgets a flashlight. Um, and that's that's not a good thing to do. So I always keep a flashlight in my backpack now. <laughs> flashlights are very helpful. Um, that's probably going to be in your, I mean, uh, a pair of earbuds, um, a phone charger, extra phone chargers are always nice to have. I mean, um, yeah, just these these smaller things like Jacob's talking about. I mean, they they do seem like. I mean, thinking about what am I going to get someone for Christmas? I get him a phone charger. But I mean, phone chargers are useful. Like, I mean, like, but I mean, speaking of chargers, I mean, I, if you if you do have you know a moderate budget for somebody, um, a battery case is always yes. a good thing. Uh, battery um, cases. Um, Especially now when people charge their phones every five minutes and they destroy their battery. Yeah. Um, Anchor. I don't, I don't know how people do that, honestly. I run my Pixel from 100 down to like 5% at the end of the day. 
and yeah. I don't charge it until I'm at 5%. But that's the, that's the end of the day when you're settling down to go to bed. Yeah. I mean, but the problem is that the pixel, well, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a problem, but the pixel charges in like an hour and a half. So I'm, you know, but again, extra phone chargers, like Jacob said, a battery bank, if you don't know what kind of phone they have, or uh, if they have a tablet, the battery bank was pretty cool. Anything that has to do with, with extra power for your phone or yeah. your tablet. Um, <laughs> um, now that we're honestly, so relying on these things, having extra power want, is always useful. Honestly, if you are just looking for a little stocking stuffer or kind of like a moderate gift, to gift somebody um go on amazon and just look at uh like amazon bestsellers or i mean amazon always has a christmas promotion and if you kind of know the person and you type i don't know maybe they're into like wallets or watches type just type in watch and i mean it's it's really easy to do christmas shopping in all of my christmas shopping for my parents and my siblings this year um, it's done online. So, like never, it's um, never it's, forget that like all like people seem to be like they're running around, you know, shopping and everything. But if you know exactly what somebody wants. It's just as easy, especially if you have Amazon Prime. It's just as easy to go in and um, um, purchase it online because it's one less thing that you have to worry about going to the store for. So, um, but there are some. There's a lot of good technology that your technology friend would want for a Christmas te or family member. But especially if it's a friend and you don't necessarily have a hundreds of dollar budget for a smartwatch or a phone or something, um, those small things like chargers and <laughs> power banks and things like that are, are phenomenal because again, anything to do with power is a good gift Yes, because people are so um, dependent on their phones and tablets these days that, um, when you run out of power, you're kind of freaking out. So, always good gifts. All right. So, well, that me... that closes our last podcast of the year. And it's pretty amazing because I don't even know. Let me go back and look really quickly just to see um, how many podcasts we've actually had. We started our podcast in late August. And we've, um, we've missed a week or two in there. But next week or next year, we're going to be more consistent. Hopefully. With our um, um, podcast, which we've actually been pretty consistent. But, but do remember, January 9th, is that correct? Uh, let me go back to the calendar. Um, yes, January 9th is our first podcast post date of the year. Of 2017. So uh, make sure to come back on January 9th. Go back and look at our uh, our page, What listen to some of those things that we have there. And... Uh, have a Merry Christmas or whatever, uh, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Happy holidays. Um, happy holidays and a good ha Happy New Year. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our podcast. It really does help us out. Yes. Um, remember that all of our podcast outlines will be found on elementarycomputer.com under the podcast page, um, along with our SoundCloud widget, so you can listen to our podcast right there. On that podcast outline, there'll be a link to the Techno Buffalo Google Home Review, and there'll be a link to the Google Daydream Review. As always, uh, we are not paid or sponsored by any of these companies we're talking about, and we do not we do not use many of these products we talk about. We are reporting on them. So do your so, own research. Do your own research. Always do your own research, whether it's 
world news, political news, tech news, food news, anything. Do your own research. Don't trust the first article you listen to because there's obviously what we didn't talk about this this week was this big Facebook thing. There's a huge thing about fake news right now. Um, and, you know, it's something that scammers can use to to gullible or to content. I'm having trouble with my words, uh, to, but to convince people to buy things and to believe things. And that's, um, you know, so always check multiple sources before you uh, buy or believe or anything. So that was a little tangent. But <laughs> thank you again for listening to our Elementary Computer Podcast. It seriously does help. Um, we will see you next year. Happy holidays and happy new year.